Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will want one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You run in zone that. This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes, what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And continuing the series, hashtag justice for Kimberly Womack. Y'all stay tuned at the end of the show for some real life, real crime announcements. Now, to catch you up real quick, if you hadn't listened, you need to go back and listen um, to the first two episodes we've done on this. It appears to be, you know, the, the story can't rush it. It has to be told in chronological order. And if chronological order was shit rolling downhill, that's exactly where this case is going now. And we'll get to that. The, uh, I'm still on location recording with Miss Catherine Simpson and Miss Frieda Mick. The, when I left you last, um, they had been told, originally they were told there were no injuries, what have you, to Miss Miss Kimberly Womack. And then they were told by the coroner that it was a homicide and they get called back again to the detectives and they tell them they're going to work it as a homicide um, after the fact. Now, before that, they go into the trailer that the detectives released the, I guess you would call it a crime scene, even they, they didn't know it was a crime scene at that time. The detectives released the trailer to the family. They go in, 
see an overturned chair, a broken lamp, or not a broken plant stand, something like that. A couple drops of blood on the floor, go down further, and uh, bathroom doors off the hinges, um, a larger puddle of blood, and then, uh, uh, let me back up, supposedly in the beginning they told her that she has slipped. Now, get this, and I'm thinking about this before we're recording again, that she had slipped, and that's ultimately what caused her death. Now, the autopsy showed, don't forget this, people, it's important. She had broken ribs. You know how much force it takes to break a human rib. Mine had been broken, and I know it broken, and it was a lot of force, okay? But she had that. She had the um, straight up and down split in her forehead. She had damage to the left side of her head, uh, uh, a wound, and then she had a subdural hematoma on the back of her skull and was found laying in an awkward position naked in a bedroom in the back. So I'm, I'm gonna get, we're going to get back into it right now, just throwing some thoughts out there while I'm thinking. I'm still with Miss Catherine Simpson and Miss Frida Mick. Um, they just told me about going in and getting her items out to have a garage sale, and then shortly thereafter, the trailer was bulldozed down. But what... Um, Miss Catherine, when y'all, did you notice anything about any of the items that you took out of the house? Not until we were in full swing at the garage sale at my Aunt Frida's house. Um, what did you notice? A woman wanted to buy one of the large wicker chairs that had been in her kitchen. Okay. And one of those were turned over. Is that correct? Okay. All right. And as we went to sell it to her, we noticed that there was blood kind of I don't know if I would say splattered or spattered mm-hmm. on the back. We just noticed there was blood. So we called what appeared to be blood. what appeared to be blood. Right. Yes. And at first we called Brett Robillard, Detective Robillard, and we didn't get him. So I tried to, you know, look up how to collect the blood and play cop. And he called back, though, and he told us that he could not use that chair because it had already crossed parish lines. I asked, can you use it as an investigative tool? If you just test this blood and it's not my mom's, then at least you know where to go or who to look at. And- well, let me interrupt you on that. And, of course, I have no direct knowledge. I wasn't there, and I'm not inside the detective's mind. But the I, I totally get what he's saying across parish lines. Any defense attorney would have a field day with it, saying it could have been Joe Blows or whatever. But what if they take, if it's blood, they take a sample of that and they put it in the CODIS, the DNA database. And what if it comes back to some type of rapist or right. something that's in the area at the time? And what if, and I don't tell me what was done yet, but what if they do a rape kit, they did a rape kit on your mama and it comes back to match that person's DNA, but you're telling me, he said, mm, not interested basically. Absolutely. Okay. All right. And then, um, what happens after that? After that, We tried to gain media attention towards my mom's case. I didn't have a death certificate or the autopsy report or anything claiming homicide. So here I am going to these reporters saying, you know, the police say accident, but I say homicide. But they make sure we have this correct. You're saying you're going to the reporters and saying accident. But you already knew it was homicide because they right. told you it was homicide. Right. I was telling the reporters, the police told me accident, but it's a homicide. But the police told you, you told me that the police told you it was a homicide or they were investigating it as a homicide. Right. Now they have. But I was still, you know, trying to t- get through to the reporters that they had lied to me at first. That something. Okay. Okay. I got on. you. Got you. So, so you're, you're what, what you're saying is what you told me earlier. Right. They told you initially she hadn't been touched, basically. And now and then they come back and they tell you. Yes. They lied. Right. That, according to what you're saying, they lied to you straight up, and you were there, Miss Frida. Oh, they they lied to y'all, and yeah. or they at least they, if they found out more information, they had to bring you back in and say right. we're investigating. Until we got the copy of the death certificate and it stated homicide, they weren't doing much of anything. But when we got that, then they went back and swabbed my sister and I. And well, let's talk. Let's talk about that. So, at what point did you decide to go to the media? 
After I spoke with ADA Clayton and I realized from that phone call that no one was going to care about my mom. And that's when he told you. Her lifestyle. She died due to the way that she lived her life. He didn't say lifestyle. Okay. That gets, that gets said a lot. But what he said was verbatim. She died due to the way she lived her life. Mm. But, I mean, if at, the, at that time it was an accident, he said it was an accident. I mean, if you say she died the way she lived right. her life, I mean, is he implying that she fell down all the time? Right. I mean, I, yeah. What is that? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm going to leave that alone because that, was, that <laughs> wasn't part of it. But the um, – so at some point – you go to the media. What different medias did you try to t- contact? So many. WBRZ, WAFB. I mean, anybody with an investigator. Everybody, everybody Nobody in the had local any interest. area. And yeah. y'all, Point Capee um, is like Livingston Parish or East Feliciana, West Feliciana Parish. They cover what the, the Baton Rouge news channels cover those areas. Now, when I was a kid growing up in Clinton, we got two and a half out of the three channels. There was right. an ABC affiliate, um, CBS affiliate, which came in good. And then in NBC, sometimes would come in 33, would come in sometimes, sometimes it wouldn't. So you, you, y'all reached out to all these people and what did they say? Nothing. If I got any response at all, I was lucky. Okay. But I realized from the few little responses I did get, I, I finally understood that it was coming across as though I were the one who was claiming homicide, not the coroner. Right, right. It was coming across as though it was just my suspicion. Right. When I have I have no claims in this whatsoever. I'm sort of caught in between claims. But that's how it was coming across. And yeah. I couldn't get any media attention. And, and, and um, I'm in, in the media's defense and and uh a lot of people, you know, unfortunate. I've been unfortunate to work probably a thousand suicides, and ninety nine point nine of them are legit. And a lot of times, or even accidental deaths, family members just don't want to believe their family. Right. And yeah, there's yeah. seven stages where you side. Not defending them, not saying it was right, right. but the, um, so you're getting little or no response back, right? And the when was it that you had that phone call with he's now the district attorney but mm-hmm. then back then was assistant district attorney tony clayton the phone but, call was the first week after she died after i realized that they that the police had lied to me and then then they brought y'all back in after just so i have the time frame straight in my head they're bringing y'all back in after that and tell you they're working it as correct. a homicide yeah, correct after yes. he told you he's the one that said accident yeah okay all right so i'm straight on my time frame mm-hmm. okay so you know you don't get much media response and what happens so i did what i could for a long time i tried to fight you know at 29 years old i had no exposure to politics no exposure to law enforcement i didn't know what i was doing so i tried but after a while um you know i was very traumatized from the whole incident and i had to stop and take care of myself take care of my family i understand and years Years went by, all the way up until the very end of 2019. Mm-hmm. I thought, we both thought, that this was done. It yeah. would never come back up again. Yeah. It was over. Couldn't Meaning that to. no arrest was going right. to be made. Nothing would ever happen. But as far as you knew, that technically it's still listed as a homicide. Right. right. Okay. We thought that, you know, what I need, I need to know what my mom went through. I need to know what happened to my mom. Um, that's, that's understandable. But it, it said that you take care of yourself. Life goes on, mm-hmm. right? And but from 2008 to 2019, in 2019, what happens? It kicks it back up. So in 2019, Jim Hummel with KATC in Lafayette, he wanted to do a story on how statewide coroners are cremating homicide victims um, without, I, I guess you could say, without discrimination. Um, the law at the time said that a homicide victim could not be cremated. Um, so he did a story on that, and and he found me, and it included my mom's story. And so I was a part of that special, and that special um, led to an article in Louisiana Voice by Tom Aswell and then another article in Bayou Justice by H.L. Arledge. And at that point, I got a phone call from ADA Tony Clayton. He called me and said, what is it that you want? What do you want? 
us to do. So I scheduled a meeting because I didn't want to be tricked again. Um, I scheduled a meeting and I hired an attorney to come with me. I, I just, I didn't want to be tricked. They know more than I do about all of this. And I'd already been tricked once. So we set up a meeting in March of 2020. My two attorneys and I went and it was DA Ricky Ward, ADA Tony Clayton, Detective Lester Jaro, and Detective Craig Dabity. Now, due to some ensuing affidavits that I'll get to later, I can't, I never am sure if it was Craig Dabity or Stacey Devillier, but it was one of the two of them. Um, we'll get to that part later. Uh, in this meeting, I requested the records in my mother's case, the investigative file. Louisiana law says after 10 years with no prosecution, it belongs to the next of kin. That's correct. So I didn't think it would be a big issue to get those records. And once again, Tony was extremely belligerent, and he said that I would have to fight him up to the Supreme Court to get those records. I you think, said this in front of your attorneys? Yes. I think he must have referred to the Supreme Court at least three times. It was a place he was very anxious to get to, which let me know that it must not be a friendly place for me. My attorney asked him, why aren't we on the same page? And he said, I want prosecutorial immunity in this case. I don't want to be involved in this case. And I said, why? And, um, you know, he didn't respond to me. Um, they did have the box of evidence out on the table. And I asked what was in it. And they pulled out a manila envelope that was labeled fingernails. And I was shocked because in 2008, I asked, did anybody collect her fingernails? And I was told no, because everybody thought it was an accident. Well, here I am 2020 and there's fingernails in front of me. So I asked about that, and Tony Clayton explained to me that the lab tech who collected my mother's fingernails did so with her personal fingernail clippers, thereby contaminating my mother's fingernails with her own DNA. Hey, y'all. I always hated doing my shoe shopping online. When I get them in, I never knew if they were going to fit and if they didn't or if I didn't like them, what's the return process, right? Are they going to charge me to send it back? Well, then I found Rothy's. Rothy's takes the guesswork out of shoe shopping with comfort right out of the box and super and easy and free returns and exchanges. From the unbeatable comfort to the fact that you can wash them, what more evidence do you need that Rothy's shoes check every box? People's Magazine named the point the best flat for the first ever Styles Award in 2021. The point in the flat for Rothy's may be the usual suspects that you've heard of, but they also make insanely comfortable sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, and more. The best part is everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of water bottles into the signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. Y'all, I ordered the Hudson's men's tennis shoes and the simply the most comfortable best looking tennis shoes i've ever owned i can wear them with jeans shorts whatever i can wash them because i'm notorious for getting my stuff dirty right i could wash them and they are like brand new but the comfort can't be beat durability i'm hard on my shoes and these last y'all i'm telling you but Rothy's is so much more than just men's shoes. It's women's and everything else that goes with it. Solve the case of your next favorite. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally, designed for long-term retention. 
Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love it. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it right i use astro every time my nasal allergies flare up and i'm always amazed at how fast i'm back in the game down on those roads playing my stuff get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with astro go to astroproallergy.com for a discount so you can astro and go today a-s-t-e-p-r-o allergy.com it's faster bro uses directed for relief of nasal congestion runny nose sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies astro and go Favorite spring shoe with Rothy's Plus. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash R-L-R-C. That's $20 off at R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash R-L-R-C. So. And did he show you a report of that or he just told you? He just told me. He. The let me go back, y'all. The fingernails are only would have only been collected most likely at the autopsy. All right. Um, if they believe it was a homicide and there's some if I believe I'm working the case, I believe there's some there's broken fingernails or whatever, then I would bag her hands before I put her in the body bag and seal it to maintain the chain of custody. You open it, and then the first thing you're going to do is take the bags off the hand, shake them out, see if there's anything in it. There's not. Then you cut the fingernails, and you know they can do scrapings or whatever they need to do. The fact that they did any type of fingernail stuff at all should, I mean, you don't do it. I mean, they could they could scrape underneath them, but that's neither here nor there. He's telling you that point is moot because mm-hmm. some lab tech screwed it up. Right. Um. So they then played the 911 call. They allowed me to listen to that, um, which I'm extremely grateful for. Um, and they tried, DA Ricky Ward and ADA Clayton together told me that they would have no problem prosecuting a police officer. In fact, did I know that they had found my Uncle Tommy's cell phone on the floor next to the bed my mother's body was found on? I did not know that. And this and she's found nude in a bed supposedly that she didn't use. Right. And whether the damage happened to the bed before or after, um, the footboard and the headboard had damage to it. Mm-hmm. And they brought bring up the fact that uh, that your uncle, the at this time. He's a, or at that time, he was a West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office detective. Yes. And his phone, phone. 
is found next to your mother's body. Dead body. Correct. I had no idea, and I was kind of wow. shocked. I wasn't sure if I should believe it because why are you? And they, they told you this in front of your attorneys. There's no, no doubt about this. Again. And then after it was confirmed afterwards when I did eventually receive the investigative records and the CSI photos, I can see all of that down there. And her electric bill was in his name and her personal phone was in his name. Meaning so, your Uncle Tony. Uncle Tommy, yes. Tommy, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I left that meeting without any agreements. They told me that they were not going to give me the records. Again, Supreme Court. Um you know, it, it didn't go well. It didn't go well at all. I had two questions that I wanted to ask, and my attorney gave me the signal when it was okay. So I asked Tony Clayton, when I spoke to you in 2008, I, well, first I had found out in that meeting that he had been at the scene. And I said, when you were at the scene, is it fair to say that you were concerned about what happened and, and you had wonders about the incident. And of course he said, yes. And I said, so then why, when I called you, did you call me a conspiracy theorist and blame my mother's death on her? And instantly he said, did you record that conversation? And I said, wouldn't you like to know? And there was nothing else discussed about it. And my only other question that I wanted to ask was to Lester Jaro, because he was in the room, or was it Craig Dabity? One of the two of them who was in the room back in 2008, the day they told us that the coroner had declared my mother's death an accident. And I said, why did you lie to us? Why did you give us this story? And he said, you, no one told you that. That's not what you were told. And <laughs> But you are not alone in the room. Correct. Who I, else was in the room with you? My aunt and we my other aunt. We were all told. It's Frida. It you was an that. accident. Yeah. And it, who was the third person with y'all? My, my sister, sister Darla. All right. So he said you were never told that. He didn't realize, I don't think, that, that I had family at the time that was with me. He right. thought it was just me. Well, it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. It's been 11 years, 11 or 12 years. And he said that, and I said, you told my whole family that. And there was just a lot of staring into laps and no words. And so I left the meeting, and my attorneys and I uh, filed a lawsuit to get the records. Right. And... The day after that meeting, I'm sorry, two days after that meeting, my attorney called me. I was already back up here in Shreveport, and my attorney called and said, um, Tony Clayton ran into the other attorney, Seth Gidry, at Churchill's last night. And and Seth Gidry was in the room for that meeting. Correct. Okay. He said, Tony Clayton would like to know what kind of settlement you would want to go away. Only he didn't say settlement. Um. And I became extremely angry. What, what? Because I have to interrupt you, sweetie. What did he say? Tony wants to know how much money you'll take to go away. That's what your attorney told you. Correct. And I was livid. I said, I don't want his money. I want his downfall. Uh, and I asked if we could behave as though we are amenable to that and catch him in it. Well, they weren't. They weren't up for that. I never heard about it again. Okay, so I'm going back again. Your attorney, Seth Gidry. Well, I'm sorry. So what's his name? Art Smith. Art Smith calls you and says. Seth ran into Tony at Churchill's last night. So Seth told. Art. All right. Was Seth in the room for yes, the meeting? He was. So he's one of your two attorneys. Correct. So he tells Seth. or. Or ask Seth, what's how much money? Say it again for how me. How much money does she want to drop all of this and go away? And what, what do you think the attorney said? I bet he would call and ask me. Um, and I was furious, furious, absolutely furious. I want the records. I don't want any money. I want the records. I want to know what happened to my mom. So that was the last I heard about that in particular. But what happened was we did file the lawsuit. And I guess because Tony knows the law is black and white, he went ahead and handed over a CD to me that he called the complete investigative file. And it's a very large file. So it took a long time to go through it. I turned, uh, only recently did I look at further court paperwork, just actually someone pointed this out to me that after that meeting, there was paperwork filed and affidavits signed by 
the two detectives who were in the room that day, they both signed affidavits claiming that I was never denied the records, that it simply took a long time to get them to me due to COVID, but that <sighs> Tony had never told me, no, I couldn't have them. But you had to hire two attorneys to go in. When was it that he told you that you couldn't have them? Right. He said, you cannot have them. So I hired the two attorneys, filed the suit. And then before we got to court, he went ahead and handed over a CD. I realized now, after going through it all, that there are documents referred to that aren't in there. There are interviews referred to that aren't in there. There's polygraph results that are referred to that aren't in there. I don't have everything. I feel as though I can say that as a claim and it not be questionable. I don't have everything. I was not given everything. So you're saying there's numerous items that are listed yes. that are not inside the file. Absolutely, yes. After I went to court, I, I went to court after being handed that CD because I wanted to get everything on public record. I wanted to try to get right. as much as I could on public record. The coroner was there um, to testify me. I subpoenaed Brian Doucette. Um, I had subpoenaed the deputy coroner. You know, I wanted to get as much on public record as I could. Right. Um, but because Tony had already handed over the CD to me, the judge just dismissed everything right off the top. So no one got to testify or anything. And this was in Point Capi? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So um, after that, after we left court, I had the CD and I contacted the Cold Case Foundation. They are different types of law enforcement who volunteer their time on cold cases. And where, where were they out of? I know they're all from all over, but yeah. where, where, tell the listeners, the how, main, how did you find them and, and get in contact? Yes, I found them on the Internet. There's actually quite a few cold case organizations, which is very exciting to discover. I went to the Cold Case Foundation, and I picked that one because John Douglas, the original FBI, FBI profiler, profile, yeah, I have his books. Me too, me too. <laughs> I loved his books. He's great. Yeah. Um, he, he had founded it. And so his name attached to it meant a lot to me. Right. So I contacted them. It felt like a Hail Mary pass. Like, mm. what are the chances of this? And they called me and they said, we want to work your case with or without anyone's cooperation. Wow. And it was. And wow. this was, was, this was, what year was this? This is going to be, uh, August of 2020. Okay. Yes. Yes. August of 2020. And they warned me that they would work slow. Right. I didn't think slow meant two years. <laughs> yeah. But, but you only but, get one bite well, of that. Right. 14. Guess, yep. This yes. is going to sound really, really harsh, but your mom's not going to get any more dead. You're right. right. You're so. right. And I've told them I waited 13 years. I can wait another. It's okay. They keep right. apologizing for how long it's taking, but I'm, it, it is okay. I didn't expect it, but it's okay. Right. Um. So I uh, let them take over. And it it was seven months ago that I started the Facebook group that I started to try to expose corruption. And um, I listened to your podcast with Mary Pusho. And um, I saw the similarities in my own mom, mom's case. And so I called Sergeant Lambert, the detective who had been assigned to my mother's case, and I called Sheriff Thibodeau to talk to them about it. When I first brought in the cold case organization, the cold case team is what I call them. Yeah, tell me what they did about that because you had told me briefly about some Zoom calls and yeah, stuff. I accidentally let's, skipped let's, over let's, that. That's okay. Let's talk about that. I was going to bring you back to it. But let's, let's talk about that before you get to the sure. part. So the cold case team comes on. They say, hey, we're going we're gonna to work slow. Let me get that. So, But the work that they did, tell me what they did. So first, they had Zoom conference calls with me and with Sheriff Thibodeau. Sheriff Thibodeau is the sheriff of Point Capi Parish now, y'all. And he was very welcoming. He said he would love to um, have a joint investigation, and he is more than willing to help them and provide them with what they need. And and obviously, he probably looked them up and established their credibility, right? Otherwise, you're not going to open up to, to anybody on a case like that. He didn't mention I know, I know. I'm saying <laughs> my standpoint, if I was right. a sheriff, I would have my people look them up and I know they're legit. Otherwise I'd tell them to go pound sand yeah. or I say she's crazy. Right. right. Okay. That's when he assigned Sergeant Lambert to the case was when we were having the zoom meetings with the cold case team. And I went and met Sergeant Lambert and um, we went over a few things. Uh, we had one discrepancy between us when he told me that when the coroner responded at the scene that at the scene, the coroner had, 
called it an accident and I had to pull up the paperwork and show him where that wasn't so. At the scene, he had actually called it a homicide. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, it was a very simple meeting. Didn't go very long. And I went back home to wait, see, see what's going to happen. Seven months ago, I started to get a little impatient and I made that Facebook group. And um, then in December, I called Point Capiche Sheriff's Department. I spoke to Sergeant Lambert and I spoke to Sheriff Thibodeau. And um, they both told me that the cold case team had concluded accident and were done with the case, which sent me through the roof. So I called the cold case team, which I've never done before. I've never just called them up out of the blue. So, you know, they knew something was up. And I, I was, I said, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you tell me? Is this, is this true? What happened? And they said, that is absolutely false. We have not decided accident. We are not done investigating. We are close to having some reports in from the final examiners, and we will be ready to have a meeting with you to discuss the next steps, which prior they had said the next steps may be doing some interviews here. I don't know. But they did say none of that was true. Okay. So you've been told by the sheriff. Let's start with the sheriff. Sure. Okay. And so you call the sheriff and you have a phone conversation with him. And y'all, instead of Catherine telling me, you actually have a recording of this phone conversation. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. What we're going to do now is we're going to play it for you so you can hear it as it actually went down. All right. The one thing I want to try to, Catherine, stay away from on this case is people trying to say that maybe not being truthful or the whatever. Of course, uh, I I only know the story that you're telling me, right? But this phone conversation is not made up, obviously. I'm not saying that you made anything. I, I don't believe you do. I wouldn't be doing this. So what we're going to do now is we're going to play this. Y'all listen to it. And then I'll have a comment. What did the U.S. News PC Magazine, and Popular Science have in common, they all rank Simply Safe Home Security as the best home security of 2021. In fact, U.S. News just named Simply Safe the best home security of 2022 as well. Y'all, I have this in my home, this system. First of all, it's easy to install. I have the outdoor cameras. It's monitored by professionals. But what I love I have indoor cameras also, so I can watch what's going on in my my house. Especially, I have one over my gun safe and my money safe. So, I get an alert anytime anyone goes into that spot where they're not supposed to be. Simply Safe products protect your whole home around the clock, every door, window, and room. It's backed by the best 24-7 professional monitoring in the business ready to dispatch police, firefighters, or EMTs to your home. With a comprehensive set of sensors and cameras, including the all-new wireless outdoor security camera, you always know what's going on inside and outside your home. Simply Safe is less than $1 a day, and you can set it up in around 30 minutes, and it's always simple to use. There's never a long-term contract. You can even try it for 60 days risk-free to see if you like it. If you don't, send it back free of charge. Simply Safe protects over a million homes in the United States alone. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/rlrc. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe dot com slash r l r c that's s i m p l i s a f e dot com slash r l r c sheriff are you there yes ma'am okay um i just spoke with sergeant lambert and he answered all of the questions that i had um he was great all right, and what you got going on? What questions about, 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Oh, I wanted to ask him about the DNA results from the fingernail uh, test. They had said that they wanted an extra sample from Lorraine Browning. And so I wanted to ask you know, the details surrounding that, because that was all it said. It didn't, you know, say why or what it might match or anything like that. Um, so I forwarded him that email so he could look at it because he wasn't sure. Uh, and then I wanted to let him know about one of the people involved who might be willing to talk to him now, um, Mark Jaro, and he said that he was going to look into that as well. Okay. Very good. And this were, is, is this about your mom? Right, yes, about my mom's case. And, and that is Ms. Womack? Right. Really, Womack? What's that? Yes, her first name was Kimberly, and her last name is Womack, or was. Yes, and that was years ago, correct? Right, 13 years ago in 2008. And you did come see me a couple times over here, didn't you? Well, we Zoom, we had a Zoom meeting, but because of COVID, we weren't able to meet in person. Correct, correct, correct. So let me ask you this. Um, how many, I had, a, I had a call from a gentleman the other day that was, um, and, and this has been a couple months ago, and he said that he and two other independent investigators had been working on a case. Are you familiar with those people? I am not. Not like just, I mean, case? the cold case team, yes. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. The cold case foundation, yes. Um, that's um, who was also on the Zoom call with me when we called you. It was like a oh, conference okay. between all of us. So what did, what have they told you? I want to see what they told you to compare what they told me. So, um, well, I called them when I got off the phone with Sergeant Lambert, and they said that they are not done, that they have a two-pronged, investigation going. Um, they're looking at it from two different angles. Um, they said that they're waiting on reports from medical experts and they're going to get back with me as soon as possible. Um, and that, that was really it. <laughs> well, did, did any of these medical experts call you and talk to you? Oh, no, no, no. I haven't spoken to any of them. No. And I'm and they they had contacted me a while back, mm-hmm. and and I'm just gonna tell you what they told me, you know. And you know, this happened a long time ago, and 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 I hope you can get a closure on it. But they're saying that they had three different independent people 
had examined the evidence in, in, the, in the forensic parts of the body, and uh -huh. that all three of them came up with the same conclusion that they thought it was accidental. Huh. So I'm wondering, had they not talked to you? No. No. In fact, I asked them today if that was well, their conclusion. Why would they call me and tell me this when, when you're the one you know, that's more involved in, you know, not more involved, I mean, it's your family member, you know? Mm -hmm. The Well, they're volunteer FBI agents. Uh, they comprise the Cold Case Foundation. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, they asked if they could have the FBI lab test all of the evidence, but um, Sergeant Lambert didn't want them to do that. Um, and I asked them today if they had reached a conclusion in their investigation, and they said they have not reached any conclusion. They are still writing on reports from other medical examiners. All right, well, did these medical examiners not call you or these other guys? No, they were. I'm, I'm wondering why they why they called me. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Well, when they first I first applied for the cold case organization to review my mom's case. That was when mm -hmm. we uh, the cold case the three guys and I had the Zoom conference right. call with you. Um, they Correct. wanted to call you because you know they want to keep you in on the loop and and. Well, and I do appreciate that. I really do because it's. If something wasn't handled right and something was messed up, I definitely wanted to be right because I'm in Punky P. I've been here my whole life. Right, right. Yes. So that's that's why they're calling you. Okay. And I wonder why they didn't tell you the same information. That's what I'm. That's why I don't want to. What, what Me too. Um, that is very confusing. Um, I emailed them. It is. And told them that it would probably be best if we had a Zoom conference again so everyone could get on the same page. I think so too, and um, the the one lead guy was telling me that three different independent people, uh, and I thought they was like coroners or something, and uh, they all came up with the same exact conclusion. Huh? That the wounds on that body were accidental and nothing to do with a homicide. So and have you looked at I, I had assumed that they talked to you and told you the same thing. No, they didn't tell me anything like that. Um, have you seen the pictures? Have you reviewed the crime scene photos? No, ma'am, I didn't because I'm okay. not a detective, but I mean, uh, I, have you looked at them? I have. Um, I have, yes. And what what confuses me about it is that there's three different blows to my mom's head plus the broken ribs plus the strike marks on her back plus the ripped up elbows and plus all the defense wounds on her hands and plus and the ripped up talking knee. about one blow to the head these cars well, the autopsy showed three and the examiners the right, but they were saying there was only one that they thought caused injury and i'm just right. telling you oh. what they told me and i'm they, they I, 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 I might be able to interpret it a little bit. There's there's a there's a mark on her forehead. I'm not saying a hatchet caused it. This is just the only way I know how to describe it. It's a linear mark, like like a hatchet would make on her forehead. That's extremely significant. But then the subdural hematoma that actually killed her is on the back of her head. But then there's another blow to the left of her head. Now, the coroner, Dr. Kellerman, told me that after the blow to her head, death would have been immediate, that she wouldn't have been able to stand up or stagger around and cause all those injuries on the front, back, both sides. Right, 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 right. Well, Lord, young lady, I, I wish, I mean, I don't know why, why they're not talking to you. Why they call me? I, I'll get them on a conference call if we can schedule that. Yeah, we need to do that. Yes, we do. I agree. Yeah, and, uh, figure out, figure out what's up. No, did did all did someone call me and told me that you put some stuff on Facebook talking bad about me and my sheriff's department? Oh, let me send you the interview so you know. I uh, I can send it to you as soon as we 
get off the phone. Um, I said that you had accepted the help of the cold case with Robert Burns of Sound Off, Louisiana. Um, I said that you had accepted the help of the Cold Case Foundation and that I was super excited to see what was coming. And it was nothing, nothing at all detrimental about you or your department. But, but, But did someone, did you, did you type something on Facebook maybe? It's quite possible, yes. Okay. And that's what I was wondering. I, I, I'm not doing nothing but try to help you. I mean, I don't know if there was any miscommunication. I mean, I'm not, I'm just trying to do everything we can. I'm not trying to stop you in any which way or, or form at all. I'm so thrilled. Um, thank you. I'm, I'm eager to figure uh, out, um, to, I'm eager to figure it out as well. It's overwhelming to hear to hear the word accident when I'm looking at my mom's body and her black eyes and her bleeding nose and she's she's got injuries on every surface. There's no way it was an accident. And every time I hear that, it just makes me more angry. Um, you know, I know that the homicide. You know what, man? I, I was working at that time, but I, I was a civil deputy, so you know, I never was a detective to work on it to see it. You know what I mean? Right, right. And if you haven't even seen, you know, the crime scene photos, you wouldn't have anything to base, you know, you wouldn't know. No, uh, no, no. And, no and, and what I'm basing on is strictly is, is man, this group of t- people that called me a, a month or so ago, you know, saying they wanted to give me a, a, a report. And, uh, and I mean, I guess it's good. I mean, you're the one that needs to report more than me. And I'm glad they kept me in the loop. But that's what they were saying, that they are... Uh, they had talked to three different forensic examiners, and they came up with the same conclusion that it was accidental. Hey, I'm not, I wasn't there, so I don't know, but I'm just telling you, why did they call me and not you? I don't understand that part of it. I asked them that. Why, I asked them, why didn't you guys tell me? Why, why didn't you call me? And their answer was that they were waiting for more information before giving me their final report. Oh, man, it sounded like they, were, they gave me their final report, you know? Hmm. Uh, and here I was so, hoping they would help. Yeah, and, and look, believe me, I hope I hope, I hope we can find the, the right part of this in, in, in shucks. You know what I mean? I do. I understand. And I I definitely appreciate you calling me back and helping me figure out what's going on with, with the cold case team. I think it'll be a good thing for us all to talk and, and nail down what they've actually said. You know, I think perhaps they're not wanting to tell me something I don't want to hear. I don't know. And I know it's very hard. You understand? I do know that it's, it's very hard for you. No doubt. Thank you. <sighs> but I, but I am here. I mean, I'm not definitely not against you in any which way at all. Okay. I appreciate it very much, Sheriff. Thank you. Not at all. No. Sure. Um, should we, well, actually what I'll do is uh, ask the cold case team when they're available, and then I could email you and let you know? Yep, let me know. Okay, yes, fantastic. Ma'am. Thank you. All right, thank you, and good okay, luck. have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, y'all, you just heard it. And I'm going to leave it right there for this week. Got to tune in. Sugar's turning to shit. It's going downhill. It is what it is. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. I'm almost, don't even feel like saying the podcast things I need to say, y'all. But I'm concluding this, this week's episode. But I've got to say thank you to my Patreon convicts. I would not be sitting here doing this if y'all didn't subscribe. Y'all, if you want to check it out, a Patreon uh, and a convict, basically the same thing. The convicts are the subscribers through the app. There's different levels and different benefits you get, et cetera. But the one thing they all get is at least um, the raw and unscripted 
unedited episodes released early unless something happens. Like when we had the crew bash, I think they got it on, on one day early, but Jim Chapman and vision podcast studios, they do it now. And usually you get it a couple of days early. Um, and you know, it's commercial free. So you don't have to listen to my national sponsors, right? The, you also, when I get to do it and I got to do it a couple of weeks ago, um, you get, full length bonus episodes of me telling the old cop stories. The last one I did was attic and, and that's actually on video, which is the first time we ever did that. But the, so Patreon and convict for those of you who don't know what it is, they're the subscribers that help this show run inside. So thank y'all so much. And I love and appreciate you all lifers and I imagine by this episode, we'll have new listeners. Lifers is an affectionate term, what I call my fans, and play on words, right? Like lifer at Angola, you're down for life. Well, my fans have been called everything from a cult to whatever, but I love and appreciate each and every one of them. The best fans in the world. If you can't be a convict or patron, I get it. Get it. I get it. And um, But thank you for listening and liking and subscribing. I appreciate it. The our YouTube channel, y'all. You can go watch the video of this interview, and on go to YouTube, look up Real Life Real Crime Podcasts, and subscribe to it so you get any videos when it comes out, any new videos when they're released. And it's not just episodes, y'all. I'm putting up other videos also. Instagram at Real Life Real Crime. I'm putting more stuff up there, and of course. Go download our free app from the App Store, Real Life, Real Crime Community app, and it has everything Real Life, Real Crime. And that's where the convicts subscribe, y'all, uh, and to get all their stuff out of the canteen. And again, convicts is, is an affectionate term. Uh, um, the difference between an inmate and a convict is huge. An inmate's a, a young punk that's in jail. It always causes problems. Convicts down for a long time. And they kind of run the show, right? So it's all a play on law enforcement terms, et cetera. But I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Got to tune in for the next episode. It's going to blow your mind. And I'm concluding this week's episode. And LOPA, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, give the gift of life, site, whatever. Go sign up, people, LOPA.org. Um, and if you're a lifer from Belgium, from Belgium, then and you want to be an organ donor, go to lopa.org and sign up. You don't have to be from Louisiana. And y'all, Lopa's a nonprofit, and they're my jam. You know that. Then I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. Until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on murder. Bye. Peace. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running so
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.